Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's best podcast about building a comedy club in Barcelona in a pandemic. I, of course, am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me, the beautiful John Ellis. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and then today's special guest, Carlos the Bartender. Hello, I am I'm, I'm Carlos Finally. the Bartender. <laughs> Finally, yeah. after he's been talked about so much. You know I have a last podcast. name, right? Uh, I, uh, I'm aware of the fact. Yeah, okay. Carlos Toca. Yes. Is oh, it Toca? Toca. Yeah, yeah. That means Carlos Touches. It, yeah. My literal, like my literal translation is Charles Touches, yeah. Come on down and see Chucky Touch <laughs> behind the bar every night here at the Comedy Clubhouse. Chucky Touch, that's going to be your name now. I can, if you can make me a plaque for it, I'll put it on sure, the Sure, I'm going to make you a name tag. Yeah. Uh, let's hear, before we, well, no. Let's let's flip the order around. Let's learn about Chucky e. Touch, and then uh, we'll end the show with some updates on how we are constructing the clubhouse. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, go ahead. All right, Charles. <laughs> if that is your real name, <laughs> it has to be now. <laughs> uh, why don't you give us like a, a little background? Who are you? I am a um, Mexico City taught bartender that moved to Barcelona about ten months ago. And so far, it's been going pretty well. Okay. You've already so, got a job. I mean, that's cool. That's like the, yeah, that's the that's the best part about it, really. Is so you were born in Mexico, raised in the U.S., went back to Mexico for bartending school. Uh, no, actually, I, uh, yeah, this is, my life is a cliche. I was born in Mexico, raised in the U.S., went back to Mexico for acting school. And since what cliche is this? Well, just because that, ever, it's oh, always, you know, all the stories of going on to make it big in Mexico. Mexican American kids watching the telenovelas as they, as they grow up. Yes, and dreaming oh. of, of a better life, like in in those. That's the dream. Like the fact that I sound like an American in Mexico City is an important thing for an actor to have. It's actually it was actually really? very very useful for the ten years that I worked there. Me being able to speak Spanish in L.A is not special at all. <laughs> Everybody can do it. It wasn't even a contest. So yeah, I moved back to Mexico where my talents would be appreciated. And then like everyone else, was afraid that I was going to starve as an actor. So I, I became a bartender just to kind of support my acting habit. Bartender slash actor, sort of a dual double whammy. And now your acting skills have come in handy in the stand-up comedy arena. I know. It's, it's just come full circle. Like I feel like every... Every thing I've done in my life has led to this moment right now. And uh, welcome to the pinnacle of your existence. Oh, yeah. dear God, that's a sad statement. So, <laughs> so how Wait, that's not where we were going with that? I thought <laughs> everything led to this moment, Carlos. I'm building a piss pond, Matt. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting into that just yet. That's for the end of the show, Carlos. Come on. Uh, so, I was wondering like, how you found us. Like, because we didn't, you were around the bar and we were like, you seem like you want to bartend. Great. We don't want to do it. Uh, but like, how did you find out about Limerick in the first place? And you performed there for the first time, maybe? Yeah. Uh, actually, the way I found out about pretty much everything was, well, everything in the comedy scene in Barcelona 
was that uh, a friend invite, invited me to a show at another uh, comedy bar, comedy you club. You can mention it if you oh, want. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like... Yeah, no, yeah it's, okay. it's so good. <laughs> as long as you mention it in a negative light. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, you have to say the shitty yeah, craft yeah. comedy so, club. So that there was this comedy club that just you know looked like a big old sausage and people in the back couldn't really see. It was called Basement. And... Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> shots fired! <laughs> and nothing. It's just uh, actually one of, the, one of the first comedians that I saw that night was you, Matt. Aha. And that's I was, because I'm always at the start. Of he the was show. one of the first comedians I saw in Barcelona. Yeah, he's so. just—he's always around somehow. It's—it's it's kind of amazing. I do every show. Yes, I've never said no in my life. Oh, that's—that's that's good information for the future. Actually, yeah. <laughs> should ask for a raise. Um, and uh, I was there, and I was just amazed at all of the comedians. It was a really, really good show. The level of everybody was incredible. And afterwards, everyone. I know. Around. I performed. Well, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was your pinnacle. And, <laughs> and afterwards I, I stuck around and I kept drinking and talking to some of the some of the comedians that were there and found out about the next show which was at the comedy clubhouse at the Limerick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I went there and I just kept coming back, you know, and you guys you guys kept delivering with the shows and so I kept coming back more and more often and eventually I just became kind of like part of the furniture, I think. I think Carlos has become my favorite guest, right? Because he's just like, well, I went and I saw I saw you, Matt, and you guys were great. And then I went to this other show that you did, and that was really great too. And just kept coming back more and everything. I was like, yeah, let's let's have Carlos back on every week. <laughs> we hooked him, yeah. It's uh great. He's he's also he wants to work as much as he can. So he's yes. like, not only is this uh, like a podcast that he's very kindly doing, but it's... Are we paying him for this? I, I don't think we're paying him yeah, for Yeah, I wasn't this. aware of it, but if you are, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to accept it. Right? We, it <laughs> we, we, we didn't pay him for this. We didn't pay him for the wine tasting the other night either. Uh, I feel like I, I got my money's worth though. Yeah. I mean... That's not... not uh, that was work. Not, not that I paid you, but still, it was a good time. You drank the spit cup. Is that what that was? Sorry, but that, that was his payment. <laughs> That's why it tasted like Dr. Pepper. There were so many flavors. I couldn't tell what was what. All but, those wines tasted the same to me. I don't know if anybody, if any of our listeners go to many wine tastings, but we had one led by the, the wonderful Freya. Yes. Who actually will be start. I think I saw on Instagram that like it's English for wine geeks, something like that. Yeah. It's like ESL wine geek, I think is her Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll be doing some wine tastings for us, I think, before too long. And we will also be buying some of the wine that we can't tell apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody else had very distinct opinions on each of the wines. Carlos, I've never, I've, I've learned words listening to Carlos talk about wine. Well, okay. And that's one of the great things about being an actor is that you can just be anything. So for uh, one of the documentary series that I did back in Mexico, we went on a 10-day trip to wine country to film a seven-part documentary on wine tasting. And so I learned a, a lot about wine in that, in that instance. Even though it was only like a one-time gig, I still retained a lot of that information. So when we did the wine tasting, I was able to actually pick apart a lot of the things that, um, you know, that set some of the wines apart and what would be more commercial and what would be, what would be more for wine snobs. Yeah. So if we, if we do, like, actually, when we do get those wines in and if some of our listeners are into wine, I would be more than happy to recommend something that would be tailor-made to their particular tastes. Amazing. Yes, Carlos. Incredible. Uh, what's the name of the documentary you did? Uh, Vi- Vino y Vida en Ensenada. Obviously, being Mexican, it's in Spanish. All right, this has nothing... Well, Wait, right. they speak Spanish in Mexico? You know, the Spaniards wouldn't claim so. 
<laughs> because we, we, we really can't understand each other most of the time. All right. I want to ask you some more questions about bartending, but before I forget, I just, so it seems that Carlos is already in the, in the running for a salesman of the, of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can, it, uh, it, it occurred to me that I want to have a member of the month. And I had that idea because we currently have a dildo in the, in the for green sure. room. And I yeah. thought it'd be hilarious if like you see member of the month and it's a picture of our dildo. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. We All right. This has been trophies. more bad ideas by Dr. Matt. <laughs> we can get trophies made. Like there's nothing to stop. You know, those trophies that they give kids. It's just yeah. a company that makes them. It's no, there's no like association. You have to apply to. No, trophies but I, I want the plaque, you know, the plaque with the photo and it, on the top, it says member, member of, of the, the month. month. And then it, it's, that's just, fu- it's a funny image. Member of the month. If it's bartender of the month, I think Carlos is going to take it out. I disagree. Um, I feel like that dildo has like started a lot more conversations in the green room than I have. I, I think that that should be the first member of the month. All right. <laughs> well, uh, one amazing thing about hiring you in the first place was that we just saw, I don't know how much to give away here, but we saw our profits. Uh, oh my just, God. No, let's, yeah. We might have already mentioned it. Right. I think we have mentioned it, on, it on, on previous podcast for sure. But we were like, we didn't realize that you were supposed to charge everyone all the time for <laughs> all of the drinks. And I got to say, as far as like about the technique, Amazing, like really great. Yeah, that was hilarious because the way I remember it, I I worked Friday night. I had my I had a bomb shelter and I I did the bar, and I we had a pretty busy night. Three hundred thirty euros. I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> killing it, <laughs> killing it, right, killing it. And then we decided to hire Carlos, and Carlos came in the following week and worked exact. You know, he just he did the bar and I I did the shows. Same type of crowd. And at the end of the night, our, our tally was 890, I think. <laughs> and then the next, and then I was like, yeah, we set a record. Amazing. Next night he pulled in nine and something yeah, and else. Like, there was a, a period of like four weekend days, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, where we broke the record at each time, every single yeah. day. And yeah. it was all that was, uh, Carlos working. That was a good time. And I, I do have a confession to make about those nights. I made it up. Like, yeah, I just charged <laughs> things that weren't even there, that money, no. Uh, no, I was, uh, I was actually trying really, really hard because, you know, being here and being here as a student and only being able to work part-time is very, very difficult uh, for, for a new immigrant into Barcelona. And you guys were kind enough to actually give me a chance. And so I really, really wanted to, you know, uh, show you that I was grateful for that. So I did my best all of those nights consecutively. And the fact that that showed in the, in the bottom line, I was very happy about it. I was so happy that, you know, those nights when I went home, I straight up called my parents afterwards. I'm like, you'll never guess what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm doing so good at my new job. They're definitely going to keep me on. So cool. I, was, oh, nice. I was definitely stoked about cool. that. Well, I'm just so happy that we were able to be, as you say, in your words, a, a friend of the immigrants. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, wow. That's not what we were going for at all. Fuck. Well, you can't, you know, Matt's American. That we got to change this. We're trying to play to a whole bunch of different audiences here. It's tricky. I thought you were joking with this whole Mexican shit. Fuck. I know. You should have seen me with the mustache in November, man. I was, oh, I was man. 100% Mexican. Man. Uh, cool. Yeah, indeed. How'd it go? How'd the weekend go? The weekend was great, right? Oh yeah, it was a it was a great weekend. Um, our new system for drink tickets, I think, is working very very well. 
mm-hmm. because uh, you know it just. I think it just streamlined the whole process of getting drinks from the bar. Yeah, because you know people like their cards will decline or their you know they can't get the change out or it, it does a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. But if that's done up here and then downstairs, it's just go drink, give, and people are just getting their drinks quicker, which leads to them getting more drinks throughout the night. Yeah, and and from our perspective, I was super comfortable with it because people were coming in, and it's the only place they can get drinks is downstairs. Let's yeah. explain for the listeners who might not have come to the Michael Ray shows this weekend. Cool can't, system. Can't believe there's anyone that didn't come because both shows were maximum sold out. Uh, but dude, of those shows, I don't. I mean, there must was probably ten members total. Yeah, yeah. In those two, it was just it was just other people. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway. Everyone's excited about the comedy clubhouse. Yeah. Anyway, we decided to do a different version of things where people upstairs would buy a, a, a drink ticket and downstairs Carlos was there with all the drinks and they could they could cash it in. Uh, and it meant that basically everyone that was drinking and hanging out stayed downstairs. And it meant that we now feel comfortable to expand the range of drink tickets to include gin and tonics and... What if we up the price of a gin and tonic to two or to seven euros? So it's two drink tickets. I think that could be a good idea. I was going to suggest this actually. Well, yeah, we great idea. I'm glad I thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we do have a lot of the same good ideas. Yeah, we do. You do. You do. But if we are doing a seven euro gin and tonic, then it's going to have to be a good fucking drink. And that's that's where you come in. That's that's what I'm here for. Gosh, this is like uh, the Power Rangers. Or no, 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 Who Captain Planet, right? If only we had a uh, person that likes fire and a person that likes wind th- and Matt. I think you're thinking no. of Avatar, but... <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking, that's Captain Planet. What, what did you say? I said Voltron. Voltron, yeah. Old, old school. Yeah, that's the I, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so we want to build a bar for you. Yes. For you this week. This week? Oof. Next well, week. it depends on the plans. Maybe, maybe Thursday we could do it. Okay. Uh, Tomorrow we're Matt's, constructing. That's in charge of the building. I just say what I would like, and I hope that it happens. Yeah, when I when I walked in and saw Matt with a with a pencil behind his ear, I'm like, ah, oh, this he's, guy. He's incredibly he handy. Can I say? I, I think he's shocked everyone that's ever known. <laughs> I know. Him. I'm I'm a little hurt. How shocked everybody is. Like mm. Hannah the other day, she was like, "Oh my god, Matt, you can build things." I was like, "I'm not an idiot." Well, dude, nope. you wear a lab coat. Nobody expects you to do things with your hands that could, like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, never mind. We're in a pandemic <laughs> right now. People with lab coats ruined everything. Uh, <laughs> <a> hot take? <laughs> if anyone's interested, refer to Jon Stewart on that show that he did that one time. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's the plan. And, and like, you're... Well, I, I guess... From your perspective, what would be the ideal bar? You explain to Matt your dream bar, and he will build it for you. Okay. He's like he's like Ryan Gosling <laughs> in the Notebook when oh it comes God. to building shit. Oh, that's that's fantastic! Only only if we get to make out this in the rain, though. Been my favorite podcast ever. <laughs> so uh, sending this one to mom. <laughs> wow. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, if we're gonna have both the downstairs and upstairs bars, you know, the downstairs bar is more of like a little nook, it's where everything is easily accessible. And it's, it's just quick distribution so that people, you know, uh, show, uh, comedy shows can go a little long. So people <laughs> drink fast and they're like, okay, I need to get a drink quickly and not miss any of the action on stage. So if that can be like a, um, like a quick draw bar, 
that's fantastic. Everything is in reach. Everything is easy to get to. Uh, we handle, uh, you know, uh, wine bottles, beer bottles, just anything that can be quickly given to the person so that they don't miss anything of what's going on on stage. Mm-hmm. And then the bar upstairs can be a little bit more chilled out. We have our members area. We have the couches. We have a really good place for people to hang out and lounge about. And yeah. This is where we can do some sort of, you know, like the more mixed drinks, more specialty cocktails, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of, uh, of flair bartending if, if that works, <laughs> like throwing <laughs> bottles around and shit. I'm just, it's a closed space down there. Uh, yeah, downstairs I definitely I'm, can't I'm do it. Oh, I'm flair bartending. Yeah. But we're thinking you're going to be manning downstairs and we're going to be not manning upstairs. Yeah. Well, it, um, I, <laughs> so I guess I could just come upstairs when the show's over and do all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I basically agree. I kind of, I guess I was maybe thinking that we could have a mostly self-service bar upstairs <laughs> somehow. Like people can plug in their own, if they're members and they're hanging out here, they can plug in their own charge and grab beers from the fridge. Yeah, we'll think about that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, not that our members I don't know if great. this is one of the good ideas that we both had. Uh, Do you know some of our friends? No, well, we'd obviously be around to keep an eye on it. But like, yeah. I'll put it like this. Not that our members aren't great. I don't always trust our members. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. That, bad idea. Fair enough. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah. I was thinking downstairs to have maybe like, Two cocktails like gin and tonics sure. and rum and coke. Yeah, so, yeah, things that are like easy to make. We have a different ticket for those, or we do two tickets for those. Mm-hmm. Make them strong as fuck. Do you think if we put them in those big orange Gatorade things, people would drink? They might. I mean, the there's a bar. I could whip up some of Doctor Matt's uh, lemonade. I forget what I used to call that stuff. Some of the some of the bars, like the big sports bars here, have like mojitos on tap. Like they just throw a couple leaves in the glass and then just, you yeah, know, pull the be, handle. So yeah, it could, could be fun. We could do our orange Gatorade things. All right. But no, we did want to have nice cocktails. People like nice things. What do you, so what we, does the bar downstairs look like, Carlos? Uh, what does it look like now or what, what does it look like in my head? In your head. Oh, in my head, it's beautiful. It's got like this mirrored back with like shelves interspaced with all like a lot of different kinds of bottles. Those bottles are just for show. I'm not going to give you any of those bottles downstairs. But it looks real pretty. In the far back. In the far back. Uh-huh. And then in the far back, there's two like cubbies to either side. And mm-hmm. either one of those, uh, or actually both of those, are going to have like freezers in it where I just keep like a very cold, very loaded um, stack of different kinds of beers. Okay. So we have like a regular beer that, you know, whatever deal we're going to make. And then we have a couple of specialty beers on the other fridge. Obviously, uh, some non-alcoholics for those people that don't like to have that much fun at comedy shows. And... <laughs> And then at the front, tell I'm, us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to. I try to suggest that people should drink more at comedy shows. It makes everybody have a better time. But uh, and then at the front, I'm just gonna have like a, a small kind of fridge that I can actually lean over before the actual bar, because that's where I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep the the uh, white wine and cava. And also like the red wine a little bit behind that. That's going to be room temperature. And then the bar itself is going to be on hinges so that I can lift it up in case I need to get out and go like wash dishes or run upstairs and get more wine, anything like that. What if, um, so that, that space between the stairs and the wall is like maybe a meter? Uh, a little, a little more change. than that, I think. Yeah, a meter and change. What if instead of the whole thing being a bar, the like half and half? All right. Half is like a fixed stationary bar the other half is the part that flips up yeah i don't intend on getting fat anytime soon so i could i could fit okay and also if we can like this this might be you know swinging for the fences 
But those two like nooks that we have as you come down the stairs, my idea for that was to have like in in order to have more things back in the back cubbies, those two would have the beer fridges. Yeah, and those would be kind of self service, which wouldn't be that hard to do since I'm gonna be down there most mm-hmm. of the time. Then you know people aren't just going to sneak their beers. Yeah, we I'm can put be the cheap them. beer in there. Yeah, yeah, we looked at some fridges today actually that looked like they could be uh, good for that exact. Purpose. I feel like that's fantastic because that would give me more room in the back to keep the better beers and the wine and yeah, that yeah. that space will have to be efficient, but I think it's enough that we can we can have a bar sling and drinks. I think that's great. so. One fridge, one treasure chest. Well, the treasure chest. Uh, is is down there occupying space. I'm, I'm thinking to bring it up to the members-only area. I want to make it a bit more prominent uh, in terms of what we're doing. Because today we're finalizing the design of the coin. Tomorrow I'm organizing all the coin implements. Uh, and within 10 days, we should be able to have what I'm calling the coin smelting ceremony. I feel Ooh. bad because smelting... Is not technically what we're doing, but smelting just sounds pretty good. Uh, I so think we should mint the coins in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the basement coin mint comedy show <laughs> at the comedy clubhouse. <laughs> um, the comedy club clubhouse basement show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the basement mint. Sure. So just to confuse everyone further, why don't we just call it Atomic for no reason? So like <laughs> the, the Atomic, atomic Club Basement yeah. Clubhouse Comedy Show Mint Ceremony. Well, Atomic will be the force with which I strike the coin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, basically uh, my, my plan for this is to have like a, a, a coin issuing ceremony. All the members will be entitled to a coin. We've got about 50 members at the moment. So it'll be like a show for them. And then first member on the list that's there gets coin number one. Oh, are they going to be actually numbered? Well, we've got a list. We've got the order of the members and we're going to individually number every coin because you want to keep track of the different members and also like the lower value, lower number coins are going to be more valuable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the future. In in 20, 30 years, like those coins are going to go for like hundreds of times their original value. Well, we've said it before. At the moment, it's James Regal that's set to have the 001 gold... Slash brass, original comedy clubhouse coins. Jesus, I already went to his apartment. I don't need him to lord more things over me. (laughs) I know, I know, yeah. But stoked (laughs) that he's going to be a a multi-millionaire in five years. You know, like, good for him. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm I'm glad we we made that happen for him. Mm. What other... So when can we expect coins then on this time? About two weeks, I'd say. About two weeks. Perfect. Man, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Members were really asking about those. Like yeah, they I, really, really want those coins. They're they're and, like Super Marioing hard. And once members have <laughs> coins as well, everyone else is want to gonna want to become a member. Like our, our new business structure is basically to try and convert con- convert as many, many members as possible. And those coins, they're gonna make all the difference. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. That's gonna be cool. So what do we have going on this weekend? We got about a couple. Uh, we got about five minutes to wrap things up here. Uh, just the one show, just the one show this weekend uh, from the legend, Stuart Kennedy, doing his show Shite Guys, yes. which is a fantastic name for a show, really great. Uh, he'll probably have someone open for him, but it's basically going to be an hour show. And 
Yeah, we'll be around. We'll be open for members. We'll, we'll, we'll Carlos will be working. Absolutely. Amazing. You're going to be doing cocktails this weekend. Uh, maybe, yeah. If we can get some of the some of the bars set up, like just anything to keep my uh, my ingredients cold or just at least enough ice down there. So we need to get you two tiny refrigerators. Yeah. Preferably just, those chest refrigerators, the it, little ones that you saw yeah, today, right? Exactly. Like the ones that open from the top. <clears throat> Like not the not the beer refrigerators that open from the side, and at a minimum a flippy table. Yeah. Well, but maybe how was working off of that metal shelf? It's not week? good. It's not only is it dented, it also like if it holds anything more than one bottle of wine, it will fall over. Okay. Um, maybe we can use the desk or this thing. I instead? think we can make it work. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, we should just get stuff. We should. Or just, yeah, we should just get wood and at least make something. I mean, <laughs> Matt. Sorry, I'm uh, twelve. Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, uh, we'll figure something out. For well, sure. thanks for joining us, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Wood. <laughs> John did the laugh for real. Um, all right. We that that might work on Thursday. The bookshelf. Hopefully, will be done tomorrow. Cool. Um, well, I think all the members need to know is that we are continuously working to make this place as awesome as possible. And um, you don't need to tell us very obvious things. We so know there's a line for the bathroom. We know there's a line for the bathroom. <laughs> I'm, look, the piss pond is almost ready. It's so close. It's just everyone thinks they've even invented it the fucking so wheel many, when they come to you. There's so like, many people asking about the piss pond. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny on uh, Saturday, this British woman came up to me. She was like, I, I, I heard about your pee hole. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> said, come again? She's like, your pee hole. I, I, heard, I heard you making a pee hole or you have a pee hole. I was like, oh, the piss pond. She goes, what? And I was like, the piss pond. Yeah, I'll show you. I drag her into the back. You showed show her, her my pee hole. I showed her, yeah. And she's like, no, no, the a peep hole. Peep where you can see from the ceiling. I was oh, like, oh, the skylight. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> the skylight. So, kind um, of a peep hole, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I really like how the the stage was set up so that you can see a, like the comedians perform when you look down. That's, that was planned. That's really good. Yeah, we we thought of that. You thought of everything that happened by chance. Yeah, <laughs> this is all planned. Um, all right, before we wrap up, any all right? Whatever what, I'm working, we have fish now in the hops pond. Oh, amazing! Yes, there's fish in the hops. It's George Sharklin and Sarah Silverfin. Silverfin. <laughs> oh, I like um, those names. And then uh, on Friday we get a turtle. We're, we're the, doing the turtle. We're we're getting we're, we're for getting sure the getting turtle. the turtle. That's, oh, for sure. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. This lady that's she runs like some sort of animal rescue, <laughs> and she she was mad at me because I told her months ago I would take the turtle, and uh, and then I finally sent her pictures of the hops pond, and she's like, "Oh my god, wow, I'm with it. It was actually worth the wait." I was like, "What do you mean, actually?" Of course it was anyway. Wait, so, is that like a luxury home for an adopted turtle? Hell yeah, it is. That little fucker's happy he's not soup. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll have a turtle, new mascot uh, for the for the clubhouse. What uh, what's going to be the turtle's name? Have you have you brainstormed? No, it's all, well. It's already named Sputnik. Sputnik. Yeah. Hmm. We'll we'll see if he answers to any other names. Yeah. I hadn't, no, I hadn't actually thought of a comedy name for the turtle. All right. I feel all like right. we could adapt Sputnik somehow. Yeah, I feel like we could, but I also feel like we could make this a contest, like a, like how Bodie McBoatface 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could have our members name the turtle. That could that could be something fun. Dildo the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> they are not Dildo Huffins Puff. Well, we turtle. can get... We don't because otherwise you have to do like voting on it, right? We can get members to suggest names, and then and we, we can choose one of the names from. The oh names look, John the, is against the democratic option once uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> I love democracy. I just think people sometimes don't make the best decisions when it comes to it. Well, yeah, yeah we have several um, examples of that in our current political climate. So I feel like John might be in the right on this one. Well, that people can suggest names, and then we'll just decide. It's which not is a democracy. We never started. A, why would we start a business and then like pretend it's a democracy? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually with you on this one. I don't <laughs> want somebody else naming that turtle. Anyway, uh, so you've been listening to Fascism Front here on WX one hundred nine. The quiet, the quiet storm. What's the what's the name? There's what storm is the the white supremacist? The storm, just the storm. That's, just the storm. That's bullshit. That's 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 Halle Berry. Oh wait, oh, no, yeah, yeah. that's just storm. just storm. That's just storm. Damn anyway. it! I don't know any of this information. <laughs> <laughs> X Men never made it to New Zealand. <laughs> um. Anyway, Piss Pond is uh, it's it's getting there. Where I thought I was gonna have every the fake walls and everything done for Friday, but I don't think I'll get it. Uh, there'll be a water fountain. The water fountain's looking good. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Not, not it's really. It's looking great. The, the the pond in the first place. Like since the last podcast, and since yeah. my expectations were quite <laughs> low before. Like in terms of what the 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 pond looks like now, the hops pond. Uh, it's really awesome. It's, Ho- uh, thanks. Hops arrive by the way, February third. Okay. So even if. Uh, even if like the piss pond isn't connected to the hops pond at that point, if we have hops and they're growing, I think we should peel a little bit into the pond. Just, I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of which, though. Uh, speaking of which. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about products that we're gonna sell in our uh, in our bodega. Yeah, yes. And one of the products, of course, is the beer that's made from the hops that's made from your pee, and that beer is gonna be called Comic Relief. Oh, but good name. Other. Be- Honestly, my therapist thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is why I pay you. Uh, other products that we're going to have. So we're going to sell John's book. We'll sell Yulia's book. Um, we'll have the fancy wines. But then I've also I've come up with, and, well, we have our fake products, including the sponsors of this very podcast. Yeah, fans of this podcast will... They'll recognize they'll, yeah. such amazing products as Dr. Beaner's Beaker Cleaner and Fuck Off, the number one fuck remover. Nice. And orgasms now for women, <laughs> and uh, and many many more products from the clubhouse, the brainiacs at the clubhouse product development lab. But be on the lookout for those and other fantastic items that you can purchase in our wonderful and very real bodega. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a cool like pop art edition. Yeah. Front. So speaking of suggestions that we do not have to take. Uh, if you have any ideas of fake products that you've seen in films or television shows like Krusty O's or Colin Blow or any other, uh, you know, fake products or whatever, let me know and I will make labels and we will get those on the shelves. We're going to have Duff Beer. We're going to have Sam Jackson's Pale Ale because it's fucking good. It'll get you drunk. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. What, listeners can email the suggestions of fake products through? Take all of your suggestions and tell John. John Uh, is in charge. Put them in our suggestion box. 
All right. Well, I believe that concludes this this episode of Constructing the Clubhouse. I just want to take this opportunity to thank uh, myself, really, for carrying the weight on the... No. Uh, let's thank Carlos. Did you say it was uh, Touches? To- touch? Uh, technically, Toka. No, Chucky Touches. Chucky Touch. Chucky Touch. Uh, the amazing uh, Charles Toka. For bartending, be sure to check him every... This is when he sounds like a stripper. You can catch him at the clubhouse every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> and Come uh, see Chucky Touches. You know what? By the time summer comes around, I might be bartending shirtless. So, yeah, maybe we will start advertising that. Mm. I'm. That was a joke. John's face just got really, really pale. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can, only, you can only take your shirt off if you get fatter than I am. Ah. Yep, that's going to take a while. All right, I'll try. It's really easy, actually. <laughs> you don't do shit for about three months. Have you felt like a sort of, because when I first started bartending, I felt just like a... The power. Like a royal sense of just like, yeah, control or power or something. Like that. Have you, has it gone to your head at all? Have you been sort of like... Um, honestly, uh, it hasn't gone to my head, but I've definitely felt it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm flirting with at the moment. So you've felt the power, but thank, thankfully to your down-to-earthedness, you're able <laughs> to resist the power uh, at this stage. So far, so far. I don't know. The so far. Things could change. Right. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Charles. Uh, to conclude, I've been Dr. Matt. I don't know. Yeah, I've been John Ellis. Cheers, guys. Thank yeah, you, and thank uh, you. tune in next week. Thank you guys for having me. This was oh, a pleasure. Thanks to Zach, our producer, as well. Yay. And we're out. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs>